So here we are, back to talking about collapsible lung. Yep. Can't wait for Jessica to get into those angry takes. <laughs> hey, I can't complain. What? This is what the people come here for. To hear you get mad about collapsible lung. Ah, I can't complain. Uh, what? Uh, what? Now what are we supposed to... Okay, fine. We'll do deathbed this week. I mean, I know the cookie's gonna crumble, and I know that life is gonna suck some days. But I can't complain. What are you on? But I can't complain. I can't complain. Every day's too short to let it go and waste. I can't complain. I can't complain. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, and have you signed up for the Sadie Hawkins Pod Patreon? Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins Pod. I know I have. <laughs> You're supposed to be disgusted at my crass commercialization <laughs> of our podcast. It's top of the show business. Right. The first episode is, the first bonus episode is out on the Patreon now. It is. So, yes, we we started up our Patreon, and we want your money. <laughs> So <laughs> we're letting you know that it's If you just up. can't get enough of this. Right. It's a little gross that I was like, I was joking around like right out the gate talking about it. And now we're actually talking about it. But no, yeah. Um, yeah, April's, April's <laughs> disgusted at me too. She totally doesn't want the pizza crust that's sitting here on the table. Um, yeah. So patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. We're going to start doing bonus episodes. We got two in the can. And one is up. Yep. Check them out because like this magic that's right now, you can pay five bucks a month for it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be covering, we're going to be talking about the, um, this is a jarring opening because I'm just like Patreon. So let's talk about other stuff for a second. We'll come back to the Patreon. So, um, yeah, we're back. We're talking about Can't Complain. Today we're going to be talking about Collapsible Lung. Right. So that's exciting. Your favorite album. Yep. Your favorite album of the last 10 years. You said it before. Yes. The Because to- Jessica's trying not to complain. So she, so your, your number one favorite Reliant K album, right? Speaking of that, there's a voicemail from a couple weeks ago <laughs> that I forgot to play from Tim Sullivan. Because we were talking about that mm-hmm 10 didn't count for us in what's the best Reliant K album of the last decade. Oh, yeah. And I said, because it didn't have a physical release. Mm-hmm. And Tim said, but I have a CD of it. And I researched it. And it's not obvious. It's not painfully obvious to find online. But I pieced it together. And I'm like, oh, I think if you ordered the vinyl at a certain point of mm-hmm in, in, during the 10th anniversary, you'd get a bonus CD copy uh. of mm-hmm 10. And Tim just calls up to confirm that. But then he also has these nice wishes for us that I missed. So I'm going to play them now. Here it is. Hey, guys. It's Tim Sullivan. Uh, first off, I want to say a happy anniversary. Ten years. That's pretty crazy. That's super awesome. Nice to hear you guys still be so happy with each other. Super great. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's I, uh, yeah, I got the, the, the disc came with the 10 final that I got in 2014 that I ordered from 
you're right, Kay, you're right, Kay partnered with SML Excel. So, just as simple as that. That's so yeah that explains that do we sound like we're still happy with each other are you still happy with me (laughs) that was quite a leap for tim to assume oh you're so happy with each other are we (laughs) thank you (laughs) april april's chiming in she's like you better be she's like i don't like these kind of jokes i don't like them (laughs) well we have one other voicemail so let's listen to this Oh no! Oh goodness! Oh, oh g- they for they learned about the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Sadie Hawkins Pod, <laughs> and they knew that we're not reporting it to the IRS, so they called. Oh no! What are we gonna do? <laughs> We're raking in the big bucks. So, yeah, we got the... So, now I'll talk about the Patreon. <laughs> you feel like it's been an appropriate amount of now time. Now it's been an appropriate amount of time, so it's not crash, crass commercialism. Uh, yeah, we've been sitting on the Patreon for months. Yeah. And then you you can go hear about it in the Patreon episode, but somebody donated an obscene amount of money for real to us, like out of nowhere, Based on something that we joked about on Twitter, which I don't want to say because it might actually end up happening. It will end up happening because he gave us this money. Um, And so I was like, well, I guess we have to start doing bonus episodes now. So we're going to so we're starting out this month by talking about the Reliant K relationship book that's out there the complex infrastructure of the teenage mind the book that had basically nothing to do with relying the teenage K. mind i think you the mean female mind the female mind see that would have been better if it was just like the yes. teenage mind bunch it would have been much better <laughs> wow there still would have been problems in that book no doubt yeah but if it wasn't focused on like hey ladies let's let me explain what's up with you <laughs> we as reliant k have, right. have known girls and talked to some girls and therefore we know everything about girls. about girls yeah and written about what a pill you are with your mood rings and yeah et to be fair we know that the book is not actually written by reliant k we know it's just like marketed <laughs> using their name and that they had essentially nothing to do with it apparently someone said Maybe it was You Can See My Socks. Someone told me, like, they only took two meetings. Maybe it was Clout. I'm sorry. it was Clout. Yeah, he said they only took, like, two meetings with the writer, and they basically had nothing to do with it. But you can hear all about that at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. You can get access to my notes if you're ever like, where's that video they're talking about? Where's that? I want to watch that video, too. Well, you can... Give us $5 a month and you'll get the whole list. Even all the clips that we didn't talk about this week. Exciting stuff. We just want to break even. We just want to make up (laughs) for the hosting costs. So we are talking this week about Can't Complain. That's right. Off of Collapsible Lung. Jessica. Yes. How much do you love to complain? (laughs) I don't love to complain, but I do it. And then I feel bad that I'm doing it. And I'm like, I shouldn't complain. Reliant K should write a song called Shouldn't Complain. <laughs> Shouldn't Complain. And maybe I would feel a bit more connected to that song. No, this is a nice song. I like the tune. 
I uh, I like Jason Mraz and I like some Bruno Mars songs and this is sounds a little bit like a certain Bruno Mars song. So we yeah. had a little argument about that off we the did. air. We did. I was I kept talking about oh this is like their Bruno Mars. Oh this is like their Bruno Mars inspired song and Jessica just kept letting me say that and after a while she's like it's not like a Bruno Mars song and then I just like sat quietly on my phone and I was like click click clicking because I didn't know the name of the song and it was the lazy song and then I just played that song it took me a minute I'm like I could only remember some lyrics it's like today no you know how I knew I figured it out (laughs) was because I remembered bad lip readings that YouTube channel did it so I typed in bad lip readings Bruno Mars I went to that video I turned down my volume it's no Russian unicorn though no that's their best one yeah but <laughs> then I was like, here it is. And then I played that song and I just like a total dick. I just played the song and <laughs> held it up to her. And it's like, today I'm not doing anything. And she's like, okay, it sounds like this Bruno Mars song. Yeah, but I'm, cause I'm like, you know, it, it didn't, it doesn't sound like Bruno Mars as a whole to me. Right. Like it sounds like more like a Jason Mraz style song. And maybe Bruno Mars was doing a Jason Mraz maybe. style song. Because, you know, I, the, like the, the Bruno Mars songs that I like are I like, I like That's What I Like. And I like um, Treasure. And there's one other that I can't remember the name of. And so those are what I think about when I think Bruno Mars. I don't think about the Lazy Song. You're just not hip. <laughs> You're not just that cool kids today music. Is Bruno Mars even kids today? I doubt yeah. it. Is it? Yeah. Is he still? Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm pretty sure I've seen him on like radio station billboards recently. Isn't that where you go to? Is that where artists go to die? Like, <laughs> like, hey, old people, we got billboards. Like, what young people are like, ooh, they got that billboard up. I'm definitely going to check that out. Nobody. Nobody cares about billboards. I work in a company that works on billboards. <laughs> and I'm saying this. Yeah. That's the most I've ever do, said about my job. You do, they do other things, too. Yeah, Posters, they do lots of stuff. Websites. websites yeah. Trailers. So, um... <laughs> I don't actually don't have any notes on this song. All right. Well, <laughs> like it's fun. It's it's cool and all. And you know, go check out our previous episodes about collapse belong boomerang and don't blank because we have <laughs> we spent a good portion of those episodes talking more about how does collapsible long fit in Reliant K's history than talking as much about the songs themselves. Right. I feel like we're past that now as a podcast. Unless you're but... John Schneck. If you're John Schneck, please don't go listen to those episodes. Also, if if you happen no, to be No, I listening... have no problem with John Schneck going to listen to those episodes. <laughs> if you happen to be listening to this episode, which I, I don't think you are, but if you are, please stop now. <laughs> well, because my thing with this, to, to, to recap shortly, because I think people can go back and check out Boomerang and don't blink to get our overall takes on the album as a whole. I personally was like, oh, I don't, what's the deal? When the album, when this album came out, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, not, imp- I was like, why'd they go in this direction? Oh, well. But I'd already been through that with many other bands going in directions that I was like, I don't care for this album. So I didn't take it personally. We have since then, like, learned of people out there who, like, took Collapsible Lung very personally. In terms of like, why did they go this route? Whether it was just the musical style or like the quote unquote secularness of it, which I don't personally ascribe to, but ascribe to, but I get, I mean, I know that I understand how that's a thing for certain people. Then for me, 
<laughs> doing this podcast and seriously listening to this album, I'm like, there's some good songs on here. And I was like, and still to this day, I continue to not really feel like they're Reliant K songs. Right. You know what I mean? And I have seen more and more positive comments about Collapsible Long songs. There's plenty of covers. People love these songs who love who like Collapsible Long or love Collapsible Long. But, you know, for me, it's just like I, I, I get something out of this album now. So when it comes to this song, I'm like, it's it's this song is like more is kind of the the fluff of the album. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, we talk- I, I can bop along to this song because I do enjoy this style of pop music. Mm-hmm. I can like you know like get into the groove of this of this song. Right. It's my here. My thing is really uh, with this song is more about the lyrics. It's that they're cu- he says the s word. <laughs> He says the S word, Jessica. It was so upsetting. Remember when MXPX recently (laughs) said GD and I was like, oh. I do. (laughs) Well, Reliant K years before and all these other like Christian metal bands that go like full on atheist and then they're like, and then it's like now that they're atheists, they can swear (laughs) because you gotta be atheist to swear. Did you just say the S word? Because it's not that S word. It's a different S word. It's the S word. (laughs) My mom said that that is not a good word, and I can't Mine say it. I did, too. You know what word we're talking about, right? I guess we got to say it once so people know. <laughs> it rhymes with fucks. Danny! <laughs> <laughs> but it starts with an S. Um, I don't really think it's a swear. <laughs> I just find it quaint when, like, I've said this about MXPX, you know, using swears recently. It's like, it's just quaint and cute. They're not swearing about anything. So I don't really find it offensive. Just like I don't find him saying sucks in this song offensive. There, I said it. (laughs) So my thing is with the lyrics is that they're cute, but uninspired in that way that like a lot of pop songs are sort of almost like paint by numbers for top 40 it has that kind of feeling as as you go into the song can kind of play to that theory we constantly hear from different things online of how this is like a concept album Mm -hmm. of vapidness like the theme (laughs) is vapidness right like which we do and don't ascribe to that theory right but we mostly don't but I do think, yeah, I think that is by design, that this is kind of light and fluffy. My theory about this album, to touch on it again, is that Forget Not Slow Down was such a heavy experience, although it's ultimately a very positive album, as all Reliant K albums are. It's like their heaviest thematically about his breakup and everything. And the process of writing that album with his whole um, going off by himself to write that album and then, you know, coming back and Mark Lee Townsend said in the Savannah video, like, you know, it was not a heavy experience for them to all be together working on that album. But still, I feel like after that very lonely, serious album that, you know, serious work spent on Forget Not Slow Down, that he was basically like, let's have, let's, let's not complain and let's get together and make Collapsible Lung in a big old group. Well, I might be able to give you something to support that theory in a little while when we is get into the songwriters. Post? No. Oh, okay. I, good. You didn't find what I found. Well, the thing is, is that, okay, so 
Reddit comes up in my deep dives a lot and I will like click into it, but I don't have the app because I'm oh. not on Reddit. Right. So I'm like, oh, cool. It gives you the option on your phone to continue through the browser or reroute to the app. So I'm always like, yeah, continue on my phone. And it always just gives me a little bit of whatever the thing is. And then underneath that are just like, it's not the replies or anything. It's it's a different it's, post. It's a different post. So right. I get really confused and I just never go into them. So right. If you want to bring me like Reddit's, that would be okay. amazing because I never know how to I did deal a, with them. I did a little bit of a deep dive for you. So do you want to talk about the lyrics now, or because yeah, because yeah. the first two verses mm-hmm. feel very Reliant K to me, as opposed to the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Looking at the cop in the rear, the rear view mirror. I what, Danny? How do you say rear view mirror? Do you say review mirror? Because I always say review no. mirror. Do you? I do. I've never, I guess you do. No, like I've never, you're revving the engine, the rev you mirror. I rear view never mirror. say rear view. It's, it's not a rev- very difficult for me to say. That's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> rev view. It's not, it's not a rev. I know. Yeah. I never thought about it. It's just how I pronounce it. What are some words I can't? There are some words I can't pronounce. Oh, Popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> and rev, I'm saying it now, but revelator. Yes. Because there's a brand of coffee called Revelator Coffee. And I'm saying it now, but any other time, I'm like, we should get some Revelator Coffee. Rev Elevator? And I'm Rev- like, Revelator. <laughs> um, so looking at the cop in the rear view mirror. See, I can't say it right. Rear view mirror. I can't complain about your pronunciation. <laughs> uh, probably should have stopped, but the crosswalk was clear. The crosswalk was clear. I'll just imagine it's a ticket to a Broadway show. So, so far, so good. That's that sort of classic Reliant K play on words a little bit there. Like, um, looking at the clouds and they seem kind of funny, probably going to rain, but my outlook is sunny. I'll just imagine that I'm laying out in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Again, we're doing good. Okay. But then after that is where it just kind of falls off offer me into that he's like i know pleasure is gonna come with pain <laughs> whip me whip me right yeah he's like pour that hot melting wax on me it is weird to hear Tyson sing pleasure i don't know right it, that is more jarring for me than sucks <laughs> to be perfectly honest well, what about the baby's watching a movie time oh, yeah. we get it on wow <laughs> We'll talk about that one day. Um, but I can't complain. I can't complain. Every day's I skipped the pre-chorus, but every day's too short to let it go to waste. No, now I can't complain. I always thought it was no, I can't complain. But Genius says, now I can't complain. Uh, you got to treat every day like a holiday. Uh, post-chorus. And I'm telling you, I know some days I'm going to stumble. I know the cookie's going to crumble. I know that life is going to S-word some days, <laughs> but I can't complain. <laughs> it's funny that you said you had a misunderstood lyric in here because I had a misunderstood lyric today. Okay. <laughs> when I was just out and about. Um, I had to take my mom to the dentist today. And right. this song came on. Where this I, song? Not this song, but another song, <laughs> came, song on, came on. A song came on where they were like, it sounded like they said... I want to play it like Nightcore. And I was oh, like, I... what? That's <laughs> right? awesome. And then I Shazammed it. And, and those were not the lyrics. It was, oh. I want to thrill you like Michael. But I like my oh. way better. 
So, uh, so going back to the first part of the lyrics, mm-hmm. the very first part, looking at the cop in the rearview mirror, probably should have stopped, but the crosswalk was clear. But the crosswalk was clear. Uh, seems irresponsible. Of Were you trying person. not to sing it there? It's hard not to sing it. <laughs> it is. A, it's, see, it's a catchy little see, tune. It's a catchy tune. It is. I it, agree. Yeah. So even to just read the lyrics entices yeah. you to sing it, <laughs> or at least read it in the cadence. Looking at the cop in, see him trying not to sing, and it's right. impossible. <laughs> but don't you think it's a little irresponsible? He's blowing through stop signs. He's throwing caution to. He's just out there. We don't driving know around. if it's a stop sign. It's, it's just a crosswalk. Well, yeah, but if there's no one in the crosswalk, then there's no reason for him to stop. Right. So he had there had to be some reason he didn't stop, and then got the ticket. So he's blowing through stop signs or he's blowing through traffic lights. I think it's way worse if he's blowing through traffic lights. And driving reckless in the rain. Yeah. Which isn't the slightest bit romantic, but I guess that's what makes it so. So so maybe that's a connecting tissue between this album and the next one, <laughs> is that Matt Thiessen is a reckless driver. But I will say, so initially I was I heard this lyric and I'm like, oh, that sounds dangerous. He's driving through stop signs. He's driving through stoplights or whatever he's doing. And then I thought about how here in California, and I'm sure they have versions of this in other places, Mm -hmm. but at least in Los Angeles, there are these crosswalk-only traffic lights where it's like the middle of the block. There's no intersection. There's just a crosswalk, and someone comes up and pushes a button, and then the light turns red. It's like a traffic light, and the light turns red. Some of them, it's a solid red. Some of them, it's immediately a blinking red. Right. It depends, I guess, on the town within Los Angeles. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, decide how we it haven't works. really seen those anywhere else that we've lived, have we? I don't think so. Not like that. Not yeah. with that kind of... Unless it's like just like a city thing. Maybe it's like a city thing. I feel like there could be stuff like that We in didn't Boston. have them in New York, though. No, because New York has it only has... Yeah, New York, I don't think New York has crosswalks that are not connected to an intersection yeah maybe in like times square yeah but not around the city but here in los angeles like yeah there's crosswalks that are just there to be crosswalks anyway point is there are certain traffic lights that are just there for the crosswalk in los angeles so maybe that maybe they have one of those type of things in nashville and what happens is it's not, sometimes they're a solid red and they're like, you can't go, you gotta stop, there are pedestrians. And then sometimes it'll turn after that to a flashing red or it'll start at a flashing red and it's a stop sign. It's like, you pull up, you stop, you look if there's pedestrians, if there's no pedestrians, you go, right? So what if it's like a flashing red? And the first time we were here in California and we came to one of those type of stoplights and it suddenly starts flashing red, we're like, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> And I had to think about it. I'm like, oh, well, a flashing red means it's a, like you treat it like a stop sign. Yeah. But what if people get confused and they're like, because then sometimes we'll be at those type of traffic lights and it starts flashing red and there's no one there and the person's not going. Yeah. And you honk because it's like, well, now you can go. Yeah. So what if it was a situation like that? Maybe Matt Teeson didn't want to get honked at from someone behind him. <laughs> he didn't so, want the cop to honk at him. Yeah, he didn't, exactly. <laughs> That's who was behind him. Oh, you ever get like you're driving and there's like a police officer behind you and you're like, sure, you're like, oh, I got to drive safer now. But what if I drive so safe that I annoy him? Right. And then he wants to pull me over just to give me a hard time. Yeah. Cause or he knows. she. Or she. They know. They know. There's there's female police officers <laughs> nowadays. Um, then there's a later lyric that I bet you do like. 
there's a lot leading up to it. There's the waiting on a never-ending train at the crossing, paying no mind, and we just kept talking. You know, it's a nice little scene. Yeah. That's actually a very forget-and-not-slow-down or air-for-free style little scene. Like yeah, they're waiting and... at Concourse B or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just being, like, caught, you know, you're, you're caught in your car and there's a train that's just it keeps going and going mm-hmm. and you're just like oh well i'll just sit here and talk to my girl so that's a cute little thing that absolutely this is a lyric like i said that you guys hear in either album before or after this one anyway but the particular lyric is spending christmas eve on the floor at the airport dying to get back to the people that i care for smiling just dreaming about my puppy in my bed back home Oh, right? Don't you? You like yeah, that, don't you? I do. Kind of hear her long day and you're just like, I just want to go home to April. Yeah. But yeah. that line is really like very pop, poppy to me and not so Reliant K. Right. Because when have you ever heard Reliant K sing about, sing about dogs? dogs? Never. They Never. sing about cats all the time. In the future. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, on this album too, maybe. Do do they? There's, a co- there's so many songs about cats and now that I'm on the spot, I can't <laughs> name any of them except for cat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then there's the main coon cat in which song that's in air for free. I can't think of what song, but yeah, there's a number of cat references in air for free. Yeah. When do they ever talk about puppies? Does he have a puppy? I don't know. We never heard about this puppy before. We've heard about Jessica. We've heard about his sister. We never heard about this puppy. Who's We've heard this about puppy? Vanessa. We've heard about, <laughs> yeah, I want to say, Charles, Justin. There we We've go. We've heard about Dan Bakaitis. That's right. But who's this puppy? How long has he been around? What kind of puppy is it? I, I want keep more songs about she? the puppy. Yeah. But that lyric also reminds me of the part about, like, spending Christmas Eve on the floor at the airport trying to get home to the people that I care for. It reminds me of We Wish You a Merry Christmas and the original lyrics in that version of the of Reliant K's version of that song, where it's like, I don't know the lyrics to that song anymore. <laughs> but as fast as we can go through the black ice of them and the snow. It's like, remember my theory about those original oh, lyrics yeah. was it's about Reliant K being a band right. and rushing home from tour. And because they see the street signs that they know they're coming home. My theory was it's Reliant K. They've been on tour. They're rushing home. They start to notice the street signs of their home. They know they're almost home. They're going to make it home on time for Christmas. Like it's planes, trains, and automobiles about a Christian rock band. Those lyrics, you saying that right now, for some reason, my head just went to the scene in Home Alone where John oh, yeah. Candy and <laughs> his different polka John band. Candy. Yeah, different John yeah. Candy movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He and the band are in the... Or, there wasn't the, the polka something. The polka band. Polka, 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 polka. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the band, but I remember that song. <laughs> and they're sitting in the back of the van, and I'm just thinking, like, oh, they're driving home, and they're seeing the signs. Yeah. And, and they're blasting We Wish You a Merry Christmas by Ryan K. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, that's what I just wanted to mention, that the Christmas Eve on the floor at the airport and trying to get home to the people that you care for reminds me of the original lyrics from their version of We Wish You, Wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, that's about all I have to say about the song in general. <laughs> I didn't write down any notes. I'm just scrolling through the lyrics. No, no uh, annotations on Genius. Actually, there's one. It says here, he can't complain. Just kidding. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> Yeah, because this is a very, yeah, it's a very surface level song. Like, every yeah. there's no deeper, 
there's so many songs that surprise me as we've been doing this podcast that have like, whoa, wait, you can interpret it this way. And then more than just the like, is this Christian or is this secular? It's like, whoa, you can interpret it as this kind of story or what if it means this, blah, blah, blah. There's no onion layers to this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> is probably like the, all those theories about how this is vapid on purpose because it's a character study of a vapid individual um. who doesn't want to blink, but then at the end he has a collapse of a lung. <laughs> This song does have that beachy, like, palm muting thing. I think that's what it is. But it has that thing, like that Paris Hilton song that I like. Oh, does. we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this is, is the... this is the second time that I've mentioned mentioned Paris Hilton on a collapsible lung song. Right. <laughs> this is Rasta Trent's favorite Reliant K song. <laughs> what? You remember Rasta Trent? No. The Lonely Island sketch. No. <laughs> If you want to vamp while I look it up, I real remember quick. Rasta Mouse. Oh yeah, Rasta Mouse, the BBC character. Yeah, that's right. Short-lived, I believe, <laughs> but. Uh... Oh, I also like the old-timey piano breakdown, and actually, I don't know if it's like an old-timey piano. It might be, I don't know. It might be like an omnichord or something, because I read that John Schneck plays an omnichord, and I couldn't tell, so I watched a few videos of someone playing that, and I'm like. Sounds like maybe it could be like a digitally old time piano-y sound. Okay. I need to learn more about music. <laughs> well, you can learn about this music right now. Here's Rasta Trent. <laughs> yeah! Rastafarianism! Yes, I, Rasta Trent. You get it, right? It's Adam I... Samsberg. <laughs> Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. And he's like a white college kid who's really into reggae and Rastafarism. I get it. There's, and then uh, Kristen Wiig, I think, is one of the background singers. She's just there as a background singer. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I missed this one. Yeah, this is like Height of Lonely Island. Is it, oh, is it Lonely Island section. on SNL? Or yeah, is it it's just, Lonely Island. It, okay. it, it, this aired on SNL. Okay. Uh, here's the horns. <laughs> you don't remember this? I there, do not. There must, I mean, if it aired on SNL Live, there was probably a laugh track. Everyone just chuckling it up there in New York on Saturday night. Was this in the episode where Ashton Kutcher host and I oh, yeah. like got and really I got sick. really sick so I was in the bathroom uh throwing up while the, while Rasta Trent was playing in the other room and you're just like sitting there with your beer like yeah this is fun Rasta Trent. <laughs> Maybe because like right after just to explain like right after like our first few months of marriage I was like oh I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in a couple years, let me check it out. And then, like, around, suddenly Jessica got violently sick. <laughs> I mean, realistically, they are unrelated, but the timing was just perfect. Mm-hmm. It was 100% because Ashton Kutcher was hosting SNL. I can't believe you don't know Ross Trent. I, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, oh, there's a comedy from 2009 called Can't Complain. I'm sure there are. There are a thousand songs called Can't Complain. This is, like, bumming and... Um, there was one other that had a million like this is not this is a very very common yeah song title but what's this movie about (laughs) 
When Kevin finds out that his sister's friend is rich due to having a baby with a professional basketball player, he and his roommate set their sights on getting female athletes pregnant and taking them to court for child support. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> That's what Can't Complain is about. Is this a men's rights movie? What is this? <laughs> no. It's a it's a comedy from 2009. Oh, wow. That's not even a poster. First of all, it's just a picture of two African-American people kissing, but like really, really, really close up. Like not even their lips, but their cheeks. And they're like bent slightly. So their lips are away. He's kind of kissing her above the lips a little. His nose is in her cheek. It's the most unappealing picture of a kiss I have ever seen. It looks like they just zoomed in and cropped. Yeah, it's not it's not a proper poster with either. Mm-hmm. It's like this just weird sort of rectangular shape. It says can't complain this- in the Batman and Robin font. <laughs> I don't think they knew that. I think they probably found like a like a like a font that said like cinematic hero font and they're like, this- "Ooh, my movie's about a cinematic hero." This it's looks the like Batman a movie. and Robin font. This looks like a movie we would have worked on in New York. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Oh, man, it's from 2009. It says coming soon, which means it's never been released publicly. Like no one's like they've never even updated if there was a proper release of this. If there was like a film festival or something, no one went on to the IMDb and added that date. They could put it on Prime. They could. Everyone could put it on Prime. They might have to change that font, but they could put it on Prime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like it's a shot on video movie. Look at this. Look at that shot. Oh, oh, wow. That looks like they're they're, they're, I can only describe this shot from this feature length (laughs) movie as we are about to review this video game on YouTube, but it's clearly like supposed to be two people, three people at a couch, like having a dialogue scene, but they're like shot straight on like they're just going to review a video, but it's 2009. So looks like the nostalgia critic. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of songs called Can't Complain. Uh, you're still doing your thing, but while we're just on the topic of things also called Can't Complain, there's just this one by Bomb the Music Industry, as I previously brought up that band, uh, Jeff Rosenstock, <laughs> Jeff Trent, Ross, Jeff Rosentrent. Um, and this is... So I'm just going to play a second of this and see what you think of this. Wake up, start running for your life. Fill the tumbler with the coffee, feed the cat and hit the lights. Steps are ticking, counts a beat ahead you. Steps are keeping time. got a bottle for the pain what did he say about cats on tumblr i don't know but it's like this is like the same vibe but like just a little bit more like edgy like it's also like an acoustic guitar like what's the deal it's nothing like a jack johnson or bruno mars song i'm just saying like what is it about this title that it's like Hey, we're gonna chill, and we're gonna because we're chill. Guitar. We're all chill. We all can't complain because yeah. we're so chill. We should have been super high for this episode, <laughs> man. That was a missed song? opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I made a bomb from because we from can't complain because we're chill. <laughs> Ross Trent makes. I'm sorry to keep talking about it, but he's like, he's like, I make a bong from a sprite can. That's it. <laughs> I don't 
I just, it's just like, this is, I'm just. I feel like we're I'm, revisiting so, David S. Pumpkins. Like, oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what no, this but is. David Why S. is this funny? Is, but I like David S. Pumpkins because it sucks. <laughs> Ross Trent happened at the tail end of your and my Saturday Night Live, like, awareness. So you sh- I thought you'd be aware of it. Oh, well. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry, it's all right. You were more of a Lonely Island fan because you were a fan of them when they were just on YouTube. And right. I never really followed them that much outside of what you showed me. Right. So maybe that's why I just never really caught on yeah, to it. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, did you have more to say on your notes? I see lots and lots of notes. Well, yeah. So do you want to get into the personnel on this uh, on this track, Dan? Yes. So this track was produced and engineered by Aaron Sprinkle. Oh, yes. That's right. I learned that. Last time we talked about um Because he did some and then Paul Moak did some. So it looks like Aaron Sprinkle produced and engineered tracks three, five, seven, and eleven. Get some sprinkles on that song. <laughs> and Paul Moak uh, produced and engineered tracks one, two, four, six, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> um then this song was co-written by Tyson, Brian Lee, and Tyson's wife, Emily Wright. Oh. Which is something I learned doing my deep dive this week. Is that, the, that's who, that's the person that loves a nice mailbag. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because Tyson told some Ohio newspaper that his wife loves mailbag. And both Brian Lee and Emily Wright have worked with um, Owl City in the past as well with Tyson. Um... So yeah, Tyson, I don't know how he met his wife, but she's been like a badass audio engineer for a while. She worked on um, Hot and Cold and I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. And then later, she also worked on Teenage Dream, Last Friday Night, California Girls, uh, E.T., and The One That Got Away. Oh. Uh, Some of her other notable credits are, uh, as an audio engineer, are for vocal editing on My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson, Circus, Shattered Glass, and Leather and Lace by Britney Spears. My mom would be excited about that because she really likes that Circus (laughs) album for some reason. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My favorite song off that album, you know what it is? (laughs) I wonder if Tyson's wife worked on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, TikTok, Your Love Is My Drug, uh, Take It Off, um, and a bunch more uh, tracks off Kesha's album, Animal. And she has a ton of credits um, with just like pop and rap artists in general. Oh, and she was a vocal producer and vocal engineer on one of our favorite 2009 jams, Danny, Party in the USA by Miley oh, Cyrus. Oh, nice. <laughs> One of the very, very, very <laughs> few songs I've ever bought on iTunes. It was Party in the USA. Yeah. Nice. Because you know why? Because it was our honeymoon. Yeah. And we were in California for the first time. And Jessica's been talking for years, and it would still be years yet until we lived here, about wanting to be in Los Angeles. Right. And that song was out. She's like unironically jam into that song all the time like yeah i'm gonna go to los angeles we played it at our wedding that's right and then i was like and i had been to california before and so had you just this was our first time together i think yeah and it's super cheesy but i was like i want to be able to play that song for her as we pull up to the hotel or something (laughs) so i was and there was no spotify back then 
and I guess I wouldn't have used YouTube. This is 2010. Well, I mean, it's like January 2010, so yeah. it's like it might as well be 2009. <laughs> and like I don't know, I had I was like I guess I'll just have to buy the song on iTunes. And now when you look at my <laughs> iTunes, it's like I buy one song every five years. The most recent thing I bought was the holiday, the 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 creepier EP and the Valentine's EP because I was like. Nice. I actually want to own those. Yeah. Um, so she also has a writing credit on Look On Up, which we'll talk about one day in the future. Hey, Jessica, you're looking at your phone. Would you do me a favor and look on up? <laughs> look at you looking at your screen. <laughs> it's where I keep my notes. Um, and she was a vocal producer on That's My Jam featuring Owl City, which is a bonus track to Collapsible Lung. That's right. Um, I know that. That's my jam. I know it because it's my jam. <laughs> what if that's my jam is your jam? It is not my jam, I can assure you. Uh, Brian Lee has written for a lot of different pop artists. He co-wrote Owl City's Good Time, When Can I See You Again, and I'm Coming After You with Matt Thiessen and Adam Young. Uh, and he also has a songwriting credit on That's My Jam. And he wrote Havana by... I don't know how to say her name. Camilla Cabello is how I've heard it pronounced, oh, but it could yeah. be Camilla Cabello. I don't know, but I've from what I've I've heard English people pronounce it, and that's it. I don't. The thing is, I don't really, I don't really know her music too well. I was more a fan of her Tumblr back in the day. <laughs> Stop. That's how I learned oh, about yikes. it. Oh yikes! Anyway, Havana, that's totally a guilty pleasure of her song. Yikes. Okay, we're going to move on from that. We're just going to leave that right there. Sorry. Um, Oh, no, I've run out of notes. Pre-deep dive notes. There's nothing else to cover that up with. Nope. Well, I did do a deep dive, so we can look at this a little bit. Okay. Um, We both did deep dives? We both did deep dives. I think you uncovered more than I did. So this song is a D major. Oh. And it's... 87 beats per minute. See, I stopped doing that when you can see my socks was like, actually, it's this other thing. And I was like, oh, no, I don't trust the websites I'm getting anymore. I trust the musicians who are writing into us. So I, I in case you haven't noticed, well, I haven't done that in a few episodes. Let us know is can't complain in a D major key. And whatever the hell a Camelot, <laughs> the Camelot is a B10. I have no idea what that means. Is it explicit? No, that's not true. He says the S word. <laughs> so this is tunebat.com. And I guess there's some, they give it ratings for like different attributes. So it's like energy okay. 56. I don't know out of what, out of a hundred danceability 80 <laughs> happiness 81. This seems oh, wow. very subjective. This is, it, this is like leafly liveness 21. Acousticness, eight, speechiness. <laughs> Liveness? Like, yeah. the ability to have this song really, played live? Yeah, I or have no idea. like liveliness? I, I don't know. I don't understand. So, I don't know what a Camelot is, but it's like a Camelot 10B. And then there's a Switchfoot song that's a Camelot 9B. I, have, I, I do not understand that. Well, we can. <laughs> Isn't it great that we have a music podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're actually starting out trying to learn a little bit more about music. Jessica yeah, right. and I are gonna start up a jam band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Can't Complain is going to be our first song on our set list. You'll be able to see those videos exclusively on our Patreon. <laughs> yes. Um, so I found this Reddit post where Hybrid Tortoise three years ago said, Theory, every track on Collapsible Lung is an homage to another band. And I'm like, yeah, you yeah. could put it that way. That's a very nice way of putting it. Collapsible Lung is constantly criticized for not sounding like a Reliant K album. Maybe there's a reason. This is just a theory I came up with one day while listening to the album. So I'd love your criticism and help making this a reality. I don't understand how we make it a reality. Help confirm, I guess is what they meant. But I'm being pithy. But to say help make this a reality, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think that Matt... Stop criticizing the people on Reddit, Danny, I'm and sorry, criticize Reliant I'm sorry, Hybrid Tortoise. Uh, I think that Matt T was just in the mood to cover more stuff after K is for karaoke, but didn't really have an excuse. We'll just do K is for karaoke, too. That's what MXPX did with on the cover. I'm going to start trying to prove this with the songs in order. And then the artist I think they're trying to emulate. Don't blink. Jason Mraz? Boomerang. Outcast? <laughs> I don't know about that. Outcast? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lost Boy. Foster the People. I agree. If I Could Take You Home. In Sync? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Can't Complain. Bruno Mars. Now, this next one. I thought about it for a second, and I'm like, this sounds crazy, but it's not too crazy. Oh, we're not supposed to say crazy anymore. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Sorry. This sounds... I don't know why I apologize. You're the one that said it. <laughs> this this, th- this next one sounds out there, but I was like, wait, there might be something here. Gloria, my chemical romance. I was like... I only know the Black Parade. I don't know any other My Chemical Romance. No, that's not true. I, back back in the day when I had an iPod video and you had to buy music videos to watch them and download them onto your iPod video, there was one song that My Chemical Romance did where it was like a World War II theme. Mm-hmm. I owned that video. Right. I don't remember what the song was called, but I totally had that video. I used to watch it with the sound off. Yeah. <laughs> now... Gloria is not like a My Chemical Romance song, but I could absolutely hear My Chemical Romance sort of MCR that song. Like I can hear that in my head. I can I can I can take the roots, the stems of that song in my brain and imagine how My Chemical Romance would do that song. So that one's not I don't think that one actually is what the album emulates, but I get what they're thinking. Anyway, PTL, Maroon 5, Disaster, Mm -hmm. The Beatles, When You Were My Baby, One Direction, Sweeter, question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm not familiar with that band. (laughs) And then Collapsible Long is... When You Were My Baby... When You Were My Baby is the one song where it's like, oh, they're doing their, like, Beach Boys thing. Oh, That feels like their total Beach Boys influence song on this album. Oh, okay. Well, then Collapsible Long comes around full circle in this person's working theory as the original Reliant K song on the album. 
And like, and then they say, like, like I said, I could be full of crap. I'd appreciate your two cents with this. Don't know every artist, and I must have missed something. Uh, Light Goose replied and said, a fun theory, but judging by stuff Matt Hoops has said, I'd give this a three percent chance of being true. <laughs> and that's true because I have an interview with Matt Hoops later, where they talk about like they just worked yeah. on this album as an album. There's like right. here's some songs we've been working on, and obviously they're influences. Because this is an album that has different styles on it. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be varied influences to have all those different styles. But, yeah, I don't think it's actually... I don't think it holds water as a theory. It's like, oh, I want to... I don't get it. You know, it's just like, I want to do a cover album, but I don't actually... I want to write original songs, so I'm going to do original covers. That's a stretch. The, the, The theory of this purposefully being vapid because it's like a story about a vapid person who goes from don't blink to collapsible to old age and collapsible lung that holds more water that's more supportable to me than this theory how dare you say that about cyborg turtle (laughs) i'm sorry cyborg turtle uh zach pledger said i don't think this is the case but i do agree that a lot of these have an essence of the artist you mentioned and I don't actually think Gloria was a bad call-out as my comical romance. So they agree. Mm. Some of these have much better alternatives, uh, says Funny Frets 117 Gloria is very clearly closer to the neon trees. I feel like someone's mentioned that to us before. Some might argue it's almost a rip of the song Animal. Can't Complain is more Mraz than Bruno, etc., etc. Well, we've been through this. And yes, the yeah. song is more like the catalog of Jason Mraz, right. but this song is very much like the Lazy Song. Right. Um, and that's that's about, yeah. So that's that post. There's more to that post. Um, then I found this review from six years ago by Audio Mob Music Reviews. And I'm doing a Jessica here, and I just found a review that I'm just going to yeah. read and see what happens. I'm just going to sit back. In fact, I think I'm just going to let you take over the deep okay. dive. I'm, I'm not even going to go over what I found. Oh, well, what did you find? Please continue. Okay, well, here's my review. Here's my review that I wrote <laughs> as Douglas Smith for audiomob.com, uh, audiomob.wordpress.com. Relying K's new album, Collapsible Lung, has received mixed reactions from fans who are for the most part unhappy with the uncharacteristic generic pop sound that has come from the band's seventh album. I would I would argue that like it, it, it to, to, from what I'm seeing, you it's you can't really maybe six years ago, but I can't really say that the majority of fans feel that way. I really see a 50-50 split when I'm coming around the internet about Collapsible Lung. It's more of uh, reviewers that I see with that just like absolute negativity towards the album itself. Right. It's it's like you see a lot and of fans that. are fifty fifty as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, As a lifelong Reliant K fan, I must admit that I was surprised by what I heard the first time that I listened to the new album. Along with millions of Reliant K fans over the years, I have become accustomed to their singer-songwriter Matt Thiessen's innocent yet intelligent lyrics. Sadly, Collapsible Lung falls short of the high standard of his previous work. That feels harsh. I don't know. Though I do want to say innocent yet intelligent is actually a really good way to describe Reliant K lyrics. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. There is a certain, like, naivete brought to particularly early Reliant K lyrics, like, first three albums. Right. Yeah. 
No, definitely. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time with the, pl- yeah. the way he plays with language. But they're still and... so smart. Like, yeah. uh, like the, the lyrics are still very smart, witty, very sharp. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't... Again, I'm not the biggest collapsible long apologist, but I don't... I just think it's harsh to say that this falls short of a high standard of their previous work. Because there's, like... How does this album compare to the first album? How does it compare to Anatomy? Like, I don't know. But compare this to... Like, you can't compare it to the previous three albums because those are, like, all masterpieces. Like, could they make a fourth masterpiece? That's the thing, though, is that if you sit and listen to Forget and Not Slow Down, and then you listen to this, is this what you would have expected the follow-up to Forget and Not Slow Down be? Well, I don't know, because... Forget and Not Slow Down is basically... I mean, it's, it's... almost as far, a rock opera because they like, had three perfect albums like and that is so much more t- as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm, five score forget not slow down are three perfect albums in a row it's like how can you it's like and then this album has some really good songs and it has some songs that are just feel like what why is this happening but it's like how can you keep that momentum train going for so long to have a fourth perfect album in a row. And the first three albums are all albums that I really love and really enjoy and have songs on them that are just like loaded with fun memories and thoughts and stuff, but they're not perfect albums. I don't find the first three albums to be perfect mm-hmm. on a couple of things. You seem like you, you seem like maybe you don't agree. I know you're not as big a fan of Five Score. I was going to say you consider Five Score a perfect album, and I, I definitely don't. I think it's objectively, as a piece of singular art, a perfect album. Out of the three albums, the song, the most songs that I could skip, like there's no songs on mm-hmm, I'd skip, right? Basically, mm-hmm. there's like maybe one song I'll skip on Forget Not Slow Down. I won't say what it is right now. There's a couple songs I could skip on Five Score. It's like the least, to me personally, it's like, okay, there's a couple songs in here. That, yeah. But I still think it's a perfect album. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I just, like objectively as like when you consider an album a singular work of art, and sometimes you need, if there's songs on there that don't strike your fancy, it's like, well, those songs are needed to round out this album as a perfect album. You know what I mean? Some people think of a perfect album only as being, I love every single song in this album. And yeah, I guess, I guess that is how people, that would you think of as a perfect album. But I can sometimes see, and I'll have to think of other examples, like none come to mind. There are other albums that are perfect albums where Every song is great, but maybe one or two songs don't hit me in the right mood every time. But that has nothing to do with it being a profound. Anyway, I don't know if we want to read more of this review. Um, Then the review continues. Most of the songs are shallow, and as put by Randall Colburn of Consequence of Sound, the album is weighed down by a parade of faceless women, many of whom are reduced to mere sexual objects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. That's why I don't like collapsible lung. Yeah. It's sexist. Exactly. There is even a song about a one-night stand, <laughs> If I Could Take You Home, something that is not expected of a band that has had such a positive impact on the Christian rock scene. Well, this could be seen as a positive impact. They're not slut-shaming anymore like they did for poor Vanessa. Uh, That's the other thing. Collapsible Long is certainly not a rock album. Relying K's sound has changed from album to album. (gasps) It's the first reviewer who admitted their albums changed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They're not like, what happened to their pop rock, their pop punk sound (laughs) from every single album up to now? 
as is the case with many bands, uh, there is, uh, sound has changed from an album is the case with many bands, but the leap to synth-based pop is drastic. Not if you consider the songwriting work that Tyson was doing at the time. Right. If you just put it in the Reliant K vacuum, then sure. The album lacks continuity, as it seems as though the tracks have been but done the individually. Thing, they they were probably yeah sorry you have to sorry you have to think that not every reliant k fan is following what you know the members are doing as side projects or in their spare time you know not everybody knows that hoops has a pedal company maybe not everybody knows that tyson is out writing for pop artists so yeah if you stop and think like man, I've been listening to Forget and Not Slow Down like on repeat for years waiting for the new Reliant K album. Right. And this is what you get? And you don't know anything about like what the band like personnel does outside of the band? It's so jarring. It really is so jarring. So yeah. I completely understand. Right. I agree. See, you're, you're good cop, I'm bad cop. That's that's how we play the collapsible <laughs> long uh, <laughs> episodes. Um. This I don't agree with. Their last album, Forget and Not Slow Down, was a powerful breakup album. Uh, no, I agree with that. With thoughtful <laughs> insight into... Mat- it's later in the paragraph. Uh, it had, Forget and Not Slow Down was a powerful breakup album with thoughtful insight into maturely dealing with the downs of life. The songs in Collapsible Lung are just as honest, but describe Tyson dealing with things in the wrong way this time after his fiance left him that's from my understanding that's not he's already met his the woman that would be his wife to this day at yeah. this time so this has nothing to do with that breakup yeah. i mean hypothetically and i don't know this i'm just saying chronologically sure there could be songs and elements that are left over from previous sessions that right. have been reworked but to say that like this is him still dealing with the breakup of his fiance from four from four years before i don't agree with that at all i don't that just doesn't make sense time wise um he forgotten he didn't slow down yeah and last paragraph the song uh the title song at the very end which is the best song on the album is vintage reliant k and serves as a reflection on the 10 songs about bad choices that come before it. See, now this guy is like accidentally supporting those theories about this album mm-hmm. of it being a concept album about a vapid person who goes through their life dealing with things in a in a in a worldly secular way and come back to what matters in the end. Uh, Tyson turns his eyes skyward again saying i lost sight of what might matter the most and seeks redemption in the lyrics i hope i haven't heard the last words from the holy ghost he's like for this per this reviewer is fully supporting that theory yeah with while he's criticizing he's saying this is a problem but no he's accidentally supporting people's theories on that that is audio mob on word press uh all right <laughs> <laughs> So did you, what, what, what overall, what did you find in your deep dive? Like, not a lot. I'm actually surprised because you found stuff that I didn't. I don't know how I did that. Although, although I did find a couple different, um, reviews that some of them at, and at this point I realized that I should be keeping uh, in my notes. I do try to keep everything organized, but I realized that in some of my early episodes, I didn't put links in my notes. 
Like I just had the, the tabs open on my phone. Uh-huh. So I'm going back and I'm like, I was reading through some of the the reviews that I came across previously, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've read this already, <laughs> okay. but I can't remember. <laughs> I can't so, remember. <laughs> so I that's can't remember. <laughs> um, so I I do have a review, but you already read one, so I don't really know if I should read this one or not. I could at least read what they had to say about can't complain. Okay. Um. So stop me if I've read this one before, because I just don't remember if I have or not. Uh. This is a review from. The Purdue Stop. exponent. You read it. I'm just kidding. No, I don't think so. Purdue. I don't think I would remember if you mentioned. Yeah, because shout out to Purdue. Right. I have two cousins and an uncle who did their undergrads at Purdue, and then one went back and got her uh, doctorate there. So this is by Logan Judy, summer reporter. Reliant K needs uniform sound. Well, now it's sounding now familiar. it's sounding familiar, right? <laughs> Reliant K became popular with formulaic pop punk tunes, but their seventh album, Collapsible Lung, shows a new musical direction, albeit undecided. The band's previous six records each had its own uniform, cohesive sound, which changed with each album. Mm-hmm. See, so they're also saying right, that okay. it did change with each album, right? Um, but was always consistent. I agree with that. In comparison, Collapsible Lung is all over the place, from funky dark rock to Jason Mraz-esque pop, to soft and somber acoustic melodies. As a result, even though the individual songs are memorable, the album as a whole feels disjointed. And I totally agree with that. That is definitely how I feel. This is not an album that I can listen to from beginning to end, because there's too many different styles. I really feel like we've been here before. We probably have been here before. (laughs) I feel like your reaction might have even been the same. (laughs) Oh, listeners, let us know. Somebody knows out there if we've done this one before. Um, I'll just skip ahead to what they say about Can't Complain then. Okay. If I can make the ads go away so that I can do well, it. Well, don't complain while oh, you do it. Oh, gracious. Vamp for me, Danny. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> let's see. What's what, So what's in the news? Um, oh, no. Okay, I got it. I got it. Thank goodness. Okay. I just saved everyone from that. All right. <laughs> Other songs are equally noteworthy. The pop tune Can't Complain will undoubtedly be a trustworthy remedy for any bad day. With Tyson singing, I know that pleasure's going to come with pain. <laughs> How is that? That's, that's, the, that's, that's the positive lyric? Yep. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the lyric they just chose to... If that's the trustworthy remedy for any bad day. I mean, it's funny to joke that it's like some sort of sexual thing or like whatever, but I guess it really just means like, I know that there's going to be bad days and there's going to be good days. I know that I'm going to feel happier when I feel sad. Okay. That's not the same thing that I found. I looked over Jessica's phone because I pulled up my, I have an interview with Tyson and hoops about collapsible. Oh, okay. And, And then I have this real quick, the last thing I, I did want to read on the deep dive is I never seen this before, but earnthis.net has a list of their top 50 Reliant K songs. Oh, I did see that. Many and that I chose not before, to go over it. But Can't Complain is number 50. Oh, wow. This year's Reliant K release is a bit hollow, but one of the standouts is the Calypso flavored Can't Complain. Uh, I guess I don't know if I'm enough about Calypso to decide if that's true or not. Tsons, I know so much. I know a lot about reggae and ska, but Calypso is a bit of a blind spot. Tsons sings about taking your lumps and keeping positive. 
You know how I found nice. this page? Because I was trying to come up with puns on song titles for our Patreon <laughs> tiers. Our Patreon one is amazing. I'm really happy. It's the patrons who barely get anything. I liked that one. And a then lot. the other one that is come right out. They're and all pay really it. good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pods. So. I feel bad that we're pushing this in this episode because I feel like this is not a good gauge of like people we're wanting to listen it every to more. Week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing next week? I don't remember now. Candy Hearts. Candy Hearts. That's right. That'll be a great episode. Skip this one. Go right to Candy Hearts. <laughs> so let's um, hear this because I also have an interview with Hoops okay, after you well, read this. I don't think I'm going to read the whole thing. It's a really long interview. Okay. That it's it's a thing that it's a note that keeps kicking around in my phone for when we have time to go over it. And uh-huh. if there's anything that pertains to each particular song on Collapsible Lung for me to come back and revisit to read. Interviewer. So after hearing this album, my take was it seems to be you were experimenting on making a top 40 sounding record as Reliant K. Was that the initial idea for the record? Thiessen. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of co-writing lately. A lot of trying to write for top 40. Like, let's try and write a song for Britney Spears today. That sort of silly activity. I think I've read this interview, like, actually... Before we started this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe a lot of people have, so this might just be reiterating things right. you already know. Um, he goes on to say, I thought, why not do the same thing for Reliant K? I contend we're the hardest, which we are, laughs, and write with some other people who do similar writing for top 40 people. What? that's kind of disjointed i can confirm that's really what it says i guess it's just one of those interviews where they just transcribed exactly what he said yeah and if you're in the room you're like oh that makes sense but then you read it and you're like that makes no sense right um it's fun you get to be a different person like a different character it definitely allowed us to be supporting that theory It definitely allowed us to be a little more unpredictable, even to ourselves, not really knowing what we were going to come up with when we were writing a song. It was really fun. Hoops. The main thing we wanted to do was push ourselves out of the boundaries that we had done, where it's like you come in and put two guitars and then drums and bass and maybe piano and call it good. We wanted to... Oh, Hoops, you did it again. (laughs) We wanted to take each song for what it was. We wanted to push ourselves from what we would normally just sit down and come up with. Just try and create music that we felt had life and energy and that we would be excited to play, excited to record and excited to perform. I think in that way we succeeded. Yeah, they did what they wanted. And they made a cover album without doing covers. (laughs) Interviewer, there tends to be this huge stigma when bands end up doing co-writes. What all does that entail and how much does it differ from when you do a song in-house with just the band members? Tyson, in the past, when it came time to do a Reliant K record, I would normally try and get a lot of it done on my own. I'd find a house somewhere and spend weeks thinking about what songs Reliant K fans would want to hear. What I, what do I want to do? And then I would bring that to the band and we would make it our own. This time, it was just me and Matt, meaning Hoops. Uh, we went to Los Angeles to start the record and ended up getting together with Tim Pagnata from Sugar Calls. And this guy, Evan Bogart, I don't know. We were just seeing what would happen if Matt and I started the songs with other people. So it was completely different. 
five hours into writing a song, we would kind of have a song done, which has never been the case before. It was pretty cool. Hoops. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, kind of in a similar way that Matt was talking about. We just got in a room with other guys and tried to figure out how to do how to do it. I think more so on this record, though, a lot of that stuff was figured out while we were actually recording it. Even as far as like, how are we going to approach guitars on this song? How are we going to approach every element of the song? I think we had a lot of fun, all of us doing it. So what they're telling me is that they wrote their first drafts in five hours and then just recorded it and said, yeah, that's good and put it out. Yeah, but that's what they wanted to do. That's that's my now. Again, I'm not being an absolute apologist. I don't have like a special tie to this album. I don't have a special tie to these songs. I know that there are songs in here that I really don't like, but I'm saying like, especially with my theory that like they did so much work on forget not slow down that this time they're like let's just see what happens if we just (laughs) first thought best thought let's just see how that works out (laughs) and they were excited and they were happy about these songs like a lot of about 50 percent of the fans didn't seem to be yeah um They go on to say, so the interviewer said, I know you guys are pretty active online, so you've probably noticed the initial internet reaction to the album hasn't been as positive as your past work has been. Uh, Being that this record is such a break with what you've done in the past, what was something that, was that something that you anticipated? Hoops. Oh yeah, laughs. Have you read much of that, Matt? Teeson. No, but my mom did. (laughs) She wrote me an email the other day. It was funny. She's like, people either love it or they hate it. That's what I was saying. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's kind of what we were going for. Interesting. Hoops. It's kind of like when you get to this point in your career, I'd rather have people love it or hate it than not care. I actually read a ton of posts on Absolute Punk yesterday, just seeing what people are saying about it and stuff. Pretty sure Absolute Punk is gone now. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Not punk news. Absolute punk. Uh, some people are violently opposed to the direction we are going. <laughs> violently opposed. <laughs> Which is something we knew would happen. Honestly, I'd like to see what they think about it later, because a lot of them were saying that about our last record. I remember when that came out, a lot of people hated it. Like, why is it so negative? So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Maybe it's not some people's thing, and that's okay. But we'll keep making music and doing what we do. I mean, this album is what gives us air for free. I think that essentially, and like I said, like they had three amazing pop, rock, pop, punk albums. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like they were just ready to do something else. I, I'm not. I wasn't shocked when this was the direction they went in i was like i'm not really into this i'm not enjoying it at the time in 2013 so i didn't listen to this album at the time it's pretty much this podcast that has really made me listen to the album so i get as artists as musicians and again this continues to support my feeling that like after forget not slow down they're like we're just ready to do something completely different mm-hmm. and what do you want to do and matt's T- and Tyson's like well i've been doing all these songs for all these other artists and let's just do that <laughs> And then it's like, let's just make this an easier thing. Less time spent. More like first thought, best thought. More what's happening now. You know what I mean? And yeah, there are things like like Five Score and Seven Years Ago was so jarring the first time I heard it. The heaviness mm-hmm. and like the wall of sound, the dense guitar work in that. I was not really as prepared for that 
at the time, but now, you know, I really do love that album. I don't know if I'll ever love Collapsible Long, <laughs> but I totally understand its place with Reliant K's history now. It's a it's a it's a mile marker. It's like where that period of Reliant K's done, and they have it's not like they've cast aside all the old songs or anything. And, yeah, no. Yeah, even on the the Searching for America tour, Looking for America tour, what was it? <laughs> was it Searching or Looking? uh looking we always looking looking okay um (laughs) we always get that confused because people online mix it up all the time like every time i find a looking for america tour it's video it's sometimes it's searching sometimes it's looking because i think um we went to the john mayer tour like that same year the year after which was the in the search for everything tour oh yeah yeah, Searching for Everything was the name of right. that album, yeah. Well, we can get into videos in a minute. Sounds good. to bridge between that and this, here is a two-minute video of Hoops talking about Can't Complain. Nice. This is by Listen C, or Listen Z, on YouTube. Can't Complain. I, I, I love the vibe of that thing. I mean, whether it's... A sort of a Jason Moranzi sort of a yeah, thing, it's, right? But it's, it's a just little like, down that line, yeah. What a Jason Moranzi. <laughs> Jason Moranzi. I know he's adding the Z for this. So Jason Moran. I could go for a nice Jason Moran lemon meringue pie right now. <laughs> Poppy little fun, appreciate life and uh-huh. appreciate the now and yeah, man, live on the positive side. Yeah, it's it was a fun song. Uh, the track for that song we we did three times. That was the third version of it. No, oh. and um. Have I been saying it wrong all this time? Is it not Mraz? No, it's Mraz. Is it? Now I'm confused because of how he pronounced it. I don't. I don't. Don't worry about how he pronounced it. <laughs> but he listened to what Hoops has to say. He said they tracked it three times. Oh wow! The, 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 this is one of three versions of the song that exists somewhere. We were doing that song with Aaron, and I actually really love some of the elements of the other ones. They were all like, it's really hard to explain, but almost like gorillas like 80s mm-hmm. uh right almost had this like blur meets like reggae wow it was crazy it was really crazy and Dude, release those i love some of the elements of that and like even in the chorus we did uh i was using this omni chord which is like this little electronic uh auto harp pretty much okay and i used it a ton on the record but it was all it was through an amp and on the chorus I was going like running through a fuzz pedal and playing it like a guitar. So I was like, (laughs) and I was playing it on this crazy eighties Japanese instrument. Wow. And it was so fun. I think there were so many great elements about it. And then, um, it ended up kind of going back to similarly with uh, lost boy, which is another song that Aaron did. Mm -hmm. And it went back to, um, Matt was really stuck. I felt like both of those were like almost there that we had started on. And Matt was like, you know what? I think we were closer when it started out. And it was Mm. just an acoustic guitar. And the song just came across better. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. That felt fine when it was like that. Let's just do that right. Man, I want to hear this like 80s and gorillas Gorillas. version. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They should definitely release that version. That would be very interesting to hear. But then I like how it's like they deviated and they added extra like experimental... Excuse me, experimental elements to this song. I, mm-hmm. I hiccuped. 
But then they were like, ah, oh, it was better the first time when it was just like an a little guitar. acoustic yeah. reggae song. Interesting. So, and then also he mentioned the uh, Omni, Omni, the Omnibus. So what was it you were talking right. about? Um, Omnicord? Is Omnicord. that what I said? <laughs> yeah, Omnicord. So, uh, yeah, that I would it'd be great to Unfortunately, I did not find a leak of that other version of the song. But um, here is uh, a live version. There's a bunch of live versions. They definitely played this a bunch. They played it in Rock the Universe 2013. Mm-hmm. They uh, played it in Manila, that Manila concert that pops up all the time. Uh, but here's one that I said, probably the best sounding live video. So let's see how this sounds. This is, sorry, this is by Jollibee Leong. <laughs> Do you think they own like... the Jollibee chicken restaurants <laughs> that I dragged know. us to? Oh. There's like, it's like Filipino chicken restaurant called Jollibee and I was like Jessica we're gonna go to this place and it was the worst food we've ever had it was before we vegan is that what turned us vegan maybe that's live how do you what do you think of it live it's kind of like a laid-back little like yeah it's less reggae and more sort of like not bluesy but sort of just like on a porch just strumming the guitar sort of thing yeah it's fun it's almost it's almost campfirey but without that certain campfire flair to it yeah i like it um i found a french review of the song whoa (laughs) this is by farm fa farm with a ph or farmy, I'm going to just have to spell this. P H A R E F M Leon or Lion. And uh, can't complain. Un morceau du groupe Rollian K, extrait de l'album Collapsible Lung, sorti en 2013. Le groupe aux influences rock et punk nous conduit ici dans un. <laughs> oh, they were influenced by punk. I understood that. I took a year of French. I totally got that. Now, if I this was my laptop, because it is not my laptop, <laughs> laptop drama continues. Um, we would be able to. I could auto generate a translation but you can't do that on the ios app so it's cool i also took a year of french so just keep playing and i'll, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what he says because okay. i watch a lot of godard movies so oh, i got yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. Il nous invite d'ailleurs à garder notre calme face aux mauvaises nouvelles. Vous allez comprendre pourquoi. So he was agreeing with you. He was saying, yeah, it's kind of like the movies. It's kind of cinematic, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> okay. Okay, next. 
Pour ceux qui connaissent, le vlog où chacun partage ses petits aléas, c'est raté. Le morceau commence avec cet exemple. He likes the strumming patterns, but he agrees that the lyrics are very uninspired. <laughs> He's such a liar. <laughs> What are you talking about? I speak French. Sure you do. That sounds like a lyric from this song or from this album. Decided I speak French even though I don't really. Um... Oh, so I played the Bond the Music Industry song earlier. There's also a Plank Eye song by this. Actually, it's I Can't Complain, right? Yeah, it's I Can't Complain. And because they're also like a Christian tooth and nail type band, here's that song. <laughs> Jessica's rocking out. Yeah. Would you have... Uh, like this album a lot more if it sounded like this yes why are you still playing french music Dan? <laughs> oh, yeah it's french rock and roll <laughs> um so yeah so uh those are the videos i have um There were some interesting YouTube comments in the official stream of the song. So let's see about this. Um, my favorite song is Camp Complain. What's yours? Um, like in general? Their favorite song is Can't Complain? That's all they of said. All time? Sophia the Martinez album? three years ago said my huh. favorite song is I Can't Complain. Is Can't Complain. What's yours? Uh, ROP says I like Lost Boy from this album, but I do like the song Collapsible Long as well. Sophie Martinez says, cool. <laughs> May Galing says, the whole album is incredible for me. Love how talented and flexible they are. Heart emoji. Uh, ROP says, then you're the first person, as most Real NK fans hate this album. <laughs> I admire that, though. Wait, what do you admire? Them or the Real NK fans? CE says, I gotta admit, I like this one is my favorite so far. Still listening, though. Um... Then CE also says, I'm pretty sure this was Matt's favorite song to sing in the album. You can almost hear the smile on his mouth as he sings. So I don't know if that's actual information based on interview <laughs> right. or just like the person's like, he sounds like he's smiling. So he loves this song. Always ha uh, Cat Cassie Sandow six years ago said, always have and always will love these guys. Can't do the same old stuff and stay alive in the music industry. That is not true. <laughs> That is not true at all. <laughs> Literally, the music industry it has all its cachet and nostalgia. The whole entertainment industry has its cachet yeah. and nostalgia now. I mean, you can't expect to like necessarily outdo yourself without changing. Right. Like you'll you'll never be as successful necessarily you know it's a it's art's also subjective there's no way it's all timing in place it's just like who knows uh we can get into covers <laughs> let's see uh piano dreamers actually i'm going to play this because it nice, is a piano yeah. dreamers version of a collapsible lung song <laughs>
they're like missing notes in the yeah. vocal melodies. Like I know pleasure. It's like they're not going. I know yeah. pleasure's gonna come with pain. Right. They're going like I know. Play, they're making it a little jerk, more dreamy. Pain. Yeah, it's very much like a like a lullaby almost. Yeah, it's nice and all. <laughs> I skipped forward and I just ended up on the same part of the song again. <laughs> um, so here's a girl. Oh, and the theme of the covers this week is ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> almost all the co- pretty much all the covers except like one or two are all women. Nice. So here, girl power. Girl power. Girl to the power. This is. I was like, we just talked about the Spice Girls last week, and I'm like, nope, that was on the Patreon. That's right. Um, Co Perry, C O E Perry, uploaded, which I don't know if that is this lady because it's a picture of a man's face on their icon. So, uh, he up he or she uploaded Becca's cover of Reliant K. Reliant spelled wrong. Reliant K. Can't complain. Ukulele cover by Becca. She's literally in the park with like tons and tons of people around right. her. It's kind. Of, it's nice. It's it fun that it's nice. so yeah. active and out there in the world. And I like that. Was that a ukulele cover? Yes. I like that. Um, let's see. This. see. this song should just be a ukulele cover by Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> okay. Sure. Why not? Um, here's another cover by U M I X D. This is uploaded on in 2016. I'll just imagine that I'm laying out of Mexico. More people in the background. The theme <laughs> of the covers this week are ladies and people in the background. No, the pleasure's gonna come with pain. And I know the things will always go my way. And I know the life's gonna suck something. But I can't complain. I can't complain. Every day's too short to let it go to waste. Now I can't complain. I can't complain. You gotta treat every day like holiday. And I'm telling you that I know some days I'm gonna stumble. And I know the cookie's gonna crumble. And I know the life's gonna suck some days. But I can't complain. They reworked oh, like the chords. That. Yeah. I feel like those are different chords. As we learned voice. last week on Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. <laughs> it's a total... What did, they, what did you can see my socks say? It's a reworking of the... Ah, well. 
But yeah, it's it's really nice. I like the way that that's kind of reworked a little bit, and her voice is very nice. Danny, Reliant K could have learned all about the complex infrastructure known as the female mind based on the covers this week. That's right. Yeah. And how they reworked the <laughs> They just the had to wait 10 years <laughs> for when the book was written. Um, here's a cover by Just M, and this is a vocal cover. Oh, well, actually, I guess this is original instrumentation, but she's not playing anything on the screen. So, just M. But I can't complain. I can't complain. Every day's too short to let it go to waste. I can't complain. I can't complain. You gotta treat every day like a holiday. And I'm telling you that I know some days I'm gonna stumble. And I know the cookie's gonna crumble. I know. Maybe she just took the studio track and, you know, like processed out the vocals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. It's, it, I was like, I held the phone to my ear. I'm like, do I hear anything in the background? It sounds too, it sounds like too good. Yeah. I can't tell, but I like all of these covers. I wonder if this song just like compliments a female vocalist. I'm I'm oh, digging maybe. it. Because women are more positive and more able to roll with the punches. Like that's one thing oh, I Danny, know about that, you. Yeah. <laughs> You're always able to cover, adapt to stressful situations. We cover collapsible long. Yeah, I'm so positive. Um, somebody in Spanish uploaded a tutorial on how to play the song. I'm actually really good at my job with rolling with the punches, everybody is like, you're so calm and like really good in stressful situations. I'm like, I am not at all. I just am when I need to be like at work. Right. Um, yeah. And there's a couple other covers, but there are some uh, fan and funny, weird things. Uh, this is not weird. <laughs> I shouldn't have said weird right before I play. Here's an ASL an ASL video. Oh, cool. So someone's going to show you how to sign language the song. What do you think of that? It's great. This is also a really great way to just like learn sign language is take like things, property, songs, shows, whatever that you know, and then yeah. look at the signs so that you can learn. See, now, if I was more of a collapsible lung hater, I would say, oh, man, now even the deaf can't escape collapsible lung. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you do not seem happy with that joke. I said... If I was more of a collapsible lung hater, and if I was filled with hate in general, I would say something like that. But I didn't say something like that. Oh, there are lots of literal FMVs, fan-made music videos for this song. Here's one. I was going to say, one popped up at my deep dive, and I just didn't click yeah, into it. <laughs> there's, I, I got them all, I'm pretty sure. This one is by W. Supnet. And like I said... He's looking oh. for the cop in the rearview mirror. We heard the siren. Probably should have stopped, but there's the crosswalk. And 
Now he's looking oh, at... He's singing now. Him and all his friends or brothers are singing along together. It's sunny. They're pointing up at the thing. Now, I was like, do they live in like San Diego or something? Because they're up on their roof and they're all pointing, pointing, pointing at the horizon at like a city on the skyline. And I'm like, if we've been to San Diego and when you get yeah. close to the border, like you could just see Mexico. Right. <laughs> like in, you know, in the distance. So I'm like, I think they're actually pointing at Mexico and that they're in San Diego or maybe Texas or something. I don't know if Texas is any similar to the geography of San Diego, right. but I'm saying anyway. Anyway, you get it. Fun, 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 fun fan music video. Um, this one's interesting because uh, Nate Movies did another literal music video. He should have stopped at the crosswalk. He's driving in the car at the beginning of the song. All this singing, all this lip syncing to the song. But this one's interesting because I think Nate Movies did this all by himself. Yeah. Unlike the last one Although where... No- here we've got we have a moving shot. We do. Have I don't know. I, I think those could be done in post. I think that might be a zoom okay, out or yeah. or like a cropping. If he shot it in 4K, he totally could have and kept that quality. Well, this is it from really 2014, well. so it could be 4K. It could be like maybe 2K or it, yeah, probably more likely too. But there's a lot of tripod stuff in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he shot this by himself. Unlike the last video we just talked about where it was like 47 young boys <laughs> with nothing to do and they shot a music video. Uh, there's like one, two, two more literal music videos. Um, a lady. Oh, here's a family enjoying their summer. We need to finish that one for Mountaintop from yes, our trip. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but just like Mountaintop had like footage of people's vacations, here's just like footage of people enjoying their backyard yeah. in the summer. And it's kind of interesting because they did a little artistic thing. Like they, I, what year is this? 2016. I think they do. This is not the ice bucket challenge, but it's an ice bucket challenge inspired video oh yeah yeah where they're like the kids are in their bathing suits and then the water the slow starts pouring yeah. on them in slow-mo that's fun that's cute now they're all wet oh, ha, ha, ha. and there's watermelon and there's towels and there's laughing summer people things. summer things so that's nice that happens to the dad the dad gets it too it was all his idea to do the video so um there's a lady riding her horse there's something called spring shenanigans. Some people having spring shenanigans. Ooh, I... what what are spring shenanigans exactly? Like oyster <laughs> shucking? I don't know. <laughs> this is Jen Kim. <laughs> Clam digging or whatever. I don't know. This is Jen Kim. And she wrote Mr. Foothill, MCC, Junior Prom, etc., so just stuff around spring in her life, and she edited together a music video. Cool. I like it. Yeah. I used to do stuff like that all the time in high school. And last thing, I'll just mention Jenna the Juggler, who's like some sort of blogger. She's just like a video blogger on YouTube. She listed this song in the credits of her, like in the description of the YouTube page for this video. The song's not in this video. Oh, really? I was like, is she just saying, here's a song I've been listening to recently? 
Well, then I got really confused, and then I searched Jenna the Juggler other Reliant K videos. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this like the Cecilia report where she just likes Reliant K and uses their music in the background once in a while? Yeah, there's another time she mentions a Reliant K song, and she actually like randomly breaks into singing that song in the middle of the video. Hmm. So I'm like, did I miss it in this one? (laughs) This video is called Phases by Jenna the Juggler. And I was like, did I miss it? So I watched this video twice. And it's just her talking about trying to learn how to draw dragons. Okay. Like she gets this learn how to draw dragons book. Nice. And she's like, I'm just trying to learn how to draw. And I'm starting by learning to draw dragons. I watched this video in its entirety twice <laughs> for for no good reason. Because there's no can't complain in the video. But you know what? You're I'm, complaining. I No, I was about to say that might be have been annoying. But I can't complain. So Jenna the Juggler, you are forgiven. So that is Forgiven by Reliant K. <laughs> so that's Can't Complain. So if um, you have anything you can't complain about, you can give us a call at 402-95-SADIE. And if you have stuff that you can complain about, you can give us a call at 402-95-SADIE. I thought you were going to say the Patreon is where you can officially complain. <laughs> because that's where you pay us that if you want to complain. Better, yeah. yeah, because we have... Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. You can give two, five, or ten dollars for different rewards. Five is the minimum just to get the bonus ups. And uh, we if have. If you can't complain about us, yeah. go sign up for the Patreon. Right. And uh, don't forget our email, which is sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And hit us up on Instagram and Twitter or follow us because I'm hilarious on there. Not really. I try. <laughs> uh, so. We'll complain at you next week <laughs> when we talk about candy hearts. Ooh, I don't think there will be a lot of complaining in that episode. I'm excited. We just wasted 98 minutes of your life. all this audio, right? <laughs> okay.